Hi there, this is Kerry Tennis. How you doing? It's Thursday, September 24th, 2020, and uh, this is the Since You Asked podcast, and this is a special Since You Asked podcast because I didn't get any letters this week, so I'm doing something creative. Like Miles Davis says in that famous recording of If I Were a Bell, he says, uh, I'll play it and tell you about it later. Lydia was again in her therapist's office, staring out the window at the two deer that had come into the clearing outside. So Lydia, what did you have to tell me that was so urgent that you had to be lowered into my yard by helicopter? It's something in my past, something bad. I did something bad. Can you tell me about it? I can't tell you about crimes, right? Or you would have to report me? Well, that depends. If I had somebody killed? Her therapist put his palm to his chin. He cocked his head. He looked at her. Hypothetically, she said, hypothetically, a person from my past, a person who had mistreated me. Hypothetically, he says. Yeah, because if I had actually done it and told you, then you have this code of conduct, right? This code of conduct for therapist, client, privilege, or whatever. So the therapist says, okay. So hypothetically, if you had someone killed, you want to know if you and I can talk about it here in the therapy setting. Hypothetically, she says. If an FBI agent came to my dressing room and showed me his badge and asked me if I knew this person, and if that was the person I hypothetically might have killed, if he showed me a photograph, if he said this person had been a teacher at my school, my drama teacher, your drama teacher, the one you had sex with when you were 15, Hypothetically, she says. Therapist makes a long therapist-type pause, kind of pause with a lot of silence in it. And he says, So Lydia, why are we talking about this now? Because it's possible that I did a terrible thing. Can you keep a secret? That depends. And if I told you about it, then I might have to have you killed, too. Would you be okay with that? Lydia, maybe we should just end this conversation now, he said. And then Lydia acted, quote, pensive, unquote. And it bothered some people that Lydia went through her life just acting. But that was her job, she would say. So deal with it. So she sat there in the therapist's office, acting out what she called her uh, pensivity, (laughs) her pensivity, her pensiveness. And then she said, if I were only more patient and understanding, let's work on that this week, on me becoming more patient and understanding, because the whole problem is that I do things without thinking because of my desperation, because when I get scared, when I get scared, I run or I lash out. But I mean, 
just hypothetically, if I had someone killed, is that always a bad thing if he deserved it? And the therapist gave her the silent treatment again. And that always worked on her. She couldn't handle the silence and would always start talking. I remember when the show first hit number one, she said, when I had the cover of People and Us Weekly in the same week, when they started calling me America's number one sitcom star. I remember when I first saw that, I, I thought of my mom, and I called her. I called my mom, and I told her all that, and she said, so fucking what? And I still remember the taste of the orange Julius I was drinking. I was in my car in the Bentley, the M&M's blue Bentley, in the back seat with my driver up front, Carlos, and we were going to the soundstage for some retakes and voiceovers, and it was that problematic storyline with the FBI trying to infiltrate our Pygmalion house I haven't told you that much about this show, have I? I don't know. I didn't know anything about Pygmalion. That was our producer's idea to call it that. But, oh, the the makeup room, the beauty of it all. You, yeah, you put an undocumented Mexican nanny in a Chanel dress and take her through makeup, and it's miracles happening. But my mom, she says, so fucking what? And I just remember that taste of Orange Julius when she said that. And now I can't drink an Orange Julius. She ruined Orange Julius for me forever. The whole thing, the cover of People, the Barbara Walters interview, all of it, all of it, I wanted to tell her. And she says, so fucking what? But this thing I wanted to tell you. And Lydia now, she was getting all wound up, waving her hands and shifting in her seat like she was going to fly away. So like she says to the therapist, was that, was that hypothetically? That was what I wanted to tell you. The problem with Star Valet. Star V, as we call it, down in L.A. They're the ones with the helicopter. That's, you ask how, why, because the helicopter, because I can star, call Star V, and they, they come and they put me in the helicopter. They'll take me anywhere. I can come to all our sessions that way, if you like. And then they make it too easy, though. They make it too easy. Anything, they'll do anything. Maybe it's not on the menu. But if you can figure out how to ask for it, there's layer after layer of like invisible services, not on the menu. Like these circles, like these, you know, you keep going toward the center and there's no center, just more and more circles, more and more people who will do anything for you, whatever it is, you just have to, you have to whisper it. It's like a very expensive restaurant. They don't put the prices on the menu. They know you're good for it, and so they did it. I didn't even think they would. They did it. And the therapist says, they did it? I'm a little lost here. And she says, yeah, hypothetically anyway. They did it. 
this guy turned up dead. The therapist says, I asked about your mom. And Lydia says, my mom, when she died, I don't really think I felt very much. Just an itch and the taste of orange Julius and the smell of bacon. So Lydia, we're going to have to establish some guidelines. Guidelines, she says. I'm an all-powerful bitch now, man. You saw me coming down from the helicopter like a goddess. I'm an all-powerful bitch now. You're not more powerful than the FBI. No. That's creeping me out. That's what I wanted to talk about. So let's just talk about that, Lydia. So an FBI agent came to your dressing room. Right. Asking about this man. And I totally lied. You mean, hypothetically, if you had lied? Right. As if. As if I had lied. As if I felt like I had lied to the FBI about killing that guy, which would be terrible if it happened. So, thank you for that. So, there's a lot of people out there who have heard portions of this. People in workshops with me, people that I've just shown pieces of it to, and, um, you know, <laughs> it's so insane. I mean, anyway, uh, I may keep publishing little pieces of it. It's one of those gargantuan novels, you know, without a really clear spine, sort of more like a monster hoarder clutterer type novel, you know. But there's, it's, there's, I mean, everything connects, but um, I've found it uh, unwieldy. And I, on the advice of the great literary editor, um, Bina Kamlani, whom I met with in Florence a year or so ago, who is a med- you know within the world of literary editors. Uh, I think she's pretty well known, but I had never heard of her before because I'm not in that world. But you know, I kind of spilled my guts to her. I said I've got this big, big, sprawling, gargantuan, complicated, unwieldy novel, and. Uh, she suggested, look, uh, take it all apart. Take it all apart. Go to back to the Essex, the essence or the essentials. Um, <laughs> oh, God love her. That didn't help either. Um, so I, I hope you enjoyed this little piece of it. And I'm just going to, you know, uh, down south or maybe all over in the automotive kind of uh, shade tree mechanic world, you know, um, guys that I was growing up with, they would get to a certain point with a car and they would say, uh, I'm just going to part it out. To part it out would mean to, you know, I'm just going to give away parts of it or sell parts of it. And what will be left? <laughs> I don't know. But so that's sort of my, my approach here is just to uh, start playing little portions of it or like little pieces of a song, you know, like if you've got a, you've got a, a hook and you've got a verse, but you don't have a bridge or, you know, uh, anyway, I'm going to stop talking.
Hope you enjoyed it. See you next week. Tune in. I'll be here as always. Ciao.